If you missed the DSO Connect retreat in Cape Coral, Florida back in July, you missed a whole weekend full of amazing, inspiring content to help you get organized and have a wildly successful season. Through the end of 2021, we're offering our retreat replay for an unheard of $99. When 2022 rolls in, the price will go up to $199. The amount of information and inspiration packed into this online course is easily worth 10 times that. But we're slashing the price temporarily to make this a no-brainer choice for you. Now that your season is underway, carve a little time out of your schedule to work on your business and not just in your business. The retreat replay could be just the thing. Seminar topics from this year's retreat include systematizing your studio using the five pillars of your business, ways to wow your customers, budgeting, creating a killer sales process, early childhood development and teaching tips, middle and high school classroom ideas, transitioning to the helm, and setting and achieving goals. To learn more and to grab your copy of the DSO Connect Retreat Replay today, go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Retreat Replay tab. Don't wait because the $99 price tag only lasts until December 31st, 2021. DSO Connect podcast. I am Robin and I am here today with Miss Bonnie Sita, who we interviewed last week and we there was just so much to talk about. There was so much really great information that we decided to reach out to her and ask her to come back again. And now in planning this episode, we think that this one might be a two-parter as well. So she has so much wisdom to share. She's so generous with her information. And um, so let's welcome Miss Bonnie Sita. Hey, hi, studio owners. And hi, Robin. Great being here. Yeah, it was really fun being with Casey last week and talking about how we took the studio out of the COVID, you know, um, crunch and, 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 and into like really great profitability. And I love sharing these ideas with other studio owners because this is such a fabulous industry where everybody is giving, 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 but we also need to give to ourselves. Absolutely. And I listened to your, um, I wasn't able to be on the episode with Casey, but I was on my way to our music recital and I was listening to it in the car. I was running late to my own music recital and I stayed in the car and was five minutes later because I wanted to finish this episode. I couldn't even wait until after the recital. Um, but so much of it rang true to me because, um, you know, you and I are both seasoned studio owners. We've been doing this for a bit, for quite a while. You know, we kind of know what we're doing here and we've tried different things and different things have worked and not worked. Um, but one of the things that you and I really both passionately believe in is the membership model, perpetual classes is what I call them, but you call it opt opt out as opposed to opt in, which I love. And um, just this whole idea of packaging um, and there's so many reasons that this works better than the old model of dance studio sessions. And so that's what we're going to start by talking about. We both are totally on the same page with this. So why don't you get started? And you touched on it at the last, in the last episode, but just, you know, give a brief recap in case people didn't listen to that episode and then let's dive deep. Okay, so uh, I call this win, win, win. So the studio wins, the parents win, and the kids win. And this happens when the studio owner 
releases the mindset of I'm selling classes. I'm in a business of selling dance classes. And really, and what I was talking about in the last episode is how we can really speak parents' love language, which is what's in it for my kids. I mean, there's only one love language that parents speak, which is, you know, how is my child going to benefit from this? And then the secondary one is how can this be more convenient for me? Um, And so, you know, so once we kind of go to that, place as a starting as a starting place and um we can build all kinds of packages and all kinds of different ideas it takes us out of that scarcity mindset of like i'm trying to compete with the studio down the street to sell the cheapest classes possible yep absolutely and um i'm interested to hear you talk well let's let's just kind of do an overview so you have a Uh, Tell us kind of how your studio is set up. So if I'm a parent and I'm calling you and saying, hey, I'd like to sign my daughter up for dance. She's five. Mm -hmm. Um, How when does the session start and when does it end? Oh, well, you can start at any time because our sessions just are year round. We have a very unique membership program, which offers a lot of bonuses and benefits for the parents, super convenient. You're only committing to a month at a time. Before you even start, I can offer you a trial class. Once you've done the trial class, you'll be offered, and I don't necessarily give them all this information up front, mm-hmm. but I'll kind of, yeah. you know, uh, synop- synopsize it. Yes. Um, uh, string time with this. And then after the trial class, we offer them the trial month membership. So you get a half price month, so you can see if this is really a great fit for you. And and uh, incidental side note, the half price month is almost the same. It's just a tiny bit less than what I used to sell like a, like a month's worth of classes. For. So I'm not really losing money on the trial month because okay. my membership program is almost twice as much as what I was charging oh. just for the classes. So so the, the, so you can do a trial month. After your trial month, you'll be invited to become a VIP member. Once you become a VIP member, you'll start getting your bonuses right away. Your first bonus is your free dance wear. You'll be able to order shoes, tights, whatever you need for your child to enjoy their class, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes from there. And then, as you said, it's opt out. So the parent every month, they're getting like, oh, wow, the recital's coming up. And as you know, this is free for members. You'll have free tickets. You'll have free costumes. You'll have uh, the free DVD. Everything is included. It's an all-inclusive package. Um, all you have to do is just let us know 30 days in advance if for some reason you, you have to leave our program. So you even, you're even more hardcore than I am and because <laughs> I haven't done the ticket inclusion and mm. the... Um, you know, the well, we do per- include the performance fee. But let me ask you, because there are some things that I don't include in my membership because I wasn't sure how. Mm. So how do you do the recital tickets? Um, like how many do they get? And what if they want more? They buy, they pay extra for more. Right. Well, we actually, we're probably, we're kind of, we kind of transitioning with this. So when we first started, we set up three different membership programs. We set up silver, gold, platinum. Um, and we set that up because uh, silver is like once a week classes, gold would be twice a week classes, or if there's two kids in the same mm-hmm. family, and then platinum is like kind of like an unlimited perform. We don't have co- competition. We actually don't do competition at our studio, but we have like a performance team, mm-hmm. which is kind of like get the same. And then the platinum, most of the platinum people are the performance team people, but also our after school people, which I'll talk about that too, they get bonused into a membership because they're basically paying more per month than what the membership 
costs. So for example, our full week after school kids um, pay over $700 a month. So they get a bonus platinum, like whatever the benefits of the platinum is. Oh, okay. So yeah, so with the, so when we originally set it up, we didn't want to give the tickets. Well, we used to do VIP ticketing for our shows. So we would sell these VIP packages where, um, you know, if you want to get your own, you know, select your seat before everybody else kind of thing. And then you get flower, you know, different packages with flowers and free DVDs and all this. So we didn't have the full membership program yet. Not everybody was a member. So the way we got people interested in becoming members was if you're a member, you can have the VIP ticket packages. Only the members could have the VIP seating. Got now, it. of course, everybody's a member. So like the VIP seating doesn't make any sense. Right. So um, so we used to have like only the platinum people would get the free tickets and then the other people would get access to the tickets, the VIP tickets would have to pay for them. But now none of that makes any sense. And our last couple of recitals have been outdoors. So um, so we just we can't really charge for the tickets. So I'm I'm kind of uh, re thinking, am I going to go back to, um, so we, it, people would get four tickets. The platinum people would get four free tickets, flowers and the DVD. And then the gold people would get the tickets, but not the flowers and the DVD. And then the silver people would get access to the VIP tickets, but they'd still have to purchase them at regular price. Uh, now I think we're going to do just like four tickets for the silver, um, four tickets plus the DVD for the gold and then and then the flowers and like all the little extras for the platinum. Uh, that's something I'm sort of still playing with because I have time before the mm -hmm. next big, big show. Um, so so yeah. let me ask you this. What if you're OK, because we do class packaging mm -hmm. um, and that means that if you're um, five and six year old, you come for your one 50 minute class a week. But then once you're seven to eight nine years old you come for dance foundations which is twice a week mm -hmm. and then once you get a little bit older it's five hours a week and then it's eight hours a week mm -hmm. so how do you factor those kinds of things into your gold silver platinum or is it just this is the dance foundations package this is the level one package well, because since we're a recreational studio, our people are a little bit less hardcore with like okay. taking multiple classes. Um, so so a lot of people come in with a five year old or even a 10 year old and they just want to do like ballet once a week. So they always had that option before just by mm -hmm. signing up for ballet once a week. But they were paying, you know, just for that class. Mm -hmm. um, now they they purchase a silver membership and entitles them to one class per week. If they purchase a gold membership, they they're entitled to two classes per week. They get they get their choice. Okay, so if they wanted four classes, you would just they just go platinum. Then they just go platinum. Oh, they, I see. If they want four classes, they go platinum, and they can do as many classes as they want for platinum. Oh, nice. And they get all the platinum bonuses. And yeah. platinum is three forty seven a month, so we're not losing money on it. No. So um, playing devil's advocate, because right. I know that I, when I've tried to pitch this to studio owners, they're always like, well, what about recital? Like you can't bring in a new kid in May and we're doing our recital in June. So I know my answer to that. So why, but why don't you say? Well, you so we always had that problem before. The packaging didn't create that problem. That problem is created by 
well, it's created by a couple of things. It's created by the mindset of, of, the, of the, the psychological endpoint, you know, that everything ends with the recital. We do three to four shows a year. Mm-hmm. So wherever a kid comes in, they're going to be in a show eventually. If they come in, like, so for example, we had kids come in before the Halloween show, which we just did. Um, the Halloween show is like super casual and, you know, it's like learn thriller and three easy lessons, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So um, everybody who wanted to be in the recital, I mean, in the Halloween show c- could do that, even if they were like pretty new in the class mm-hmm. um, with a bigger show where it's more choreographed and there's more, you know, um, structure to it. Um, the child, if they can, if we can work them into like part of the dance, that's what I always uh, tell my teachers, like, can they be in just this one section, you know, um, is there like a, a part at the beginning or the middle or the end where we could have new kids come in mm. and or they can just learn the dance, you know, they can still be in the class. We, mm-hmm. I, I mean, so, this is just how I do it in my studio. Yeah. I mean, and before I even had a membership, I never liked the idea of a kid coming in and saying, well, we're working on the recital dance. So you have to stand in the back and, and, and feel like a loser. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, we don't want that. Um, so we'd say, like, well, you why don't you be an understudy? You mm-hmm. know, just learn the dance. If if you feel comfortable to do it and there's a spot for you, we'll put you in. Mm-hmm. If not, it's OK. You're just learning it for experience. You get to come to the show, mm-hmm. cheer your fellow students on and, and you'll be in the next show. Yeah, that's great. And you could even throw the family comp tickets to, oh, the, yeah. to the show well, can come. yeah everybody yeah. can come because it's it's part of the membership you get yeah. tickets so there they get to, they kind of get a flavor i think it actually makes the kid feel more like oh you know i learned part of that dance and now i get to see it on stage because yeah. for me and then again this is like going off into another um topic but for me performance is a um a tool for learning it's mm-hmm. not an end all of itself it's part mm-hmm. of the experience of learning to dance you know those parents who say like well my kid doesn't want to be in the recital they're too shy <laughs> i'm like i was a shy kid i know people don't believe it now but i was how are you going to get over being shy right exactly exactly it's part of the process yeah. and and yeah I, I you and i are like soul sisters all right well great i'm glad we reconnected <laughs> This is great. So, okay, so you've got these uh, these um, memberships, which is fantastic, um, and then you also do the opt out, not opt in. So again, right. I always tell people, why are we, you know, we bang the drum, register for fall, register for fall, register for fall, and then in June we're like, it's over, bye. Register for summer, register for summer. I call it beating the drum. And Mm -hmm. that's what my job is in my studio. I do the marketing. So I beat the drum Mm -hmm. and I, it's exhausting. I mean, we have a lot of programs. We've got dance, music, theater, acro gymnastics. We've got events. We've got summer camps. We've got, you know, birthday. We've got a ton of stuff going on, musicals now. So I don't have time to be beating the drum for an eight week session and then beat it again for another eight week session or even a school year long session. So what I, what I've um, kind of embraced as my mindset is the regular classes are like this, um, a, a constant, you know what I mean? Like once you get people in the river and they're just flowing along, that's great. And then you can add, then I can focus my marketing on the events like oh we're doing a musical 
and you can sign up for that on top of your river, you know, and then I'm doing, you know, I can market birthday parties, I can market a summer camp, I can market, you know, these additional things, but the river just keeps flowing and that's your income. That's your bread and butter. Well, that's another reason why I really was uh, very passionate about getting the membership program going. It took me a little while to do it and to like fully launch it because of the cash flow situation, because this is another huge problem in the studio industry, Mm -hmm. getting these huge amounts of money in, or maybe not so huge, but getting like the majority of the money in, let's say August, September, Mm -hmm. and then having to budget that money out for the whole year you know, uh, with like now I have every month pretty much the same income. Brilliant. And it's so much easier to budget for staffing and, you know, just to figure everything out. Mm -hmm. And I noticed by doing that, I created this cash reserve, which, Mm -hmm. which is what I always wanted and which every business should have. Absolutely. Yeah. And what that looks like for me specifically, because some people can't wrap their head around, how can you charge in you know in a month where there's no classes well what we do is um our perpetual students their year because they have to have a a start to the fiscal year especially if you're going to raise prices it's like what month do you raise them um the start to their fiscal year is august Mm -hmm. and with my company kids they start in july Mm -hmm. so my july um, my company kids get auto renewed in july And I take all of their expenses for the entire year. Let's see. It starts the company kids, their their year technically starts in the summer Mm -hmm. because and and this is kind of another layer is we do company auditions in May Mm -hmm. and then they turn in while their energy is high. They're super excited about the show and they are super excited about, you know, they just got their acceptance letter from their auditions. And so they um, they accept their position in the company in May. And in that contract, it says, I understand that I will be auto renewed in July for the following year. And so when they're doing that, they're committing to um, the summer program. They have to do the summer program in order to accept their position in the next year so one of the things okay so what we were talking about was how can you justify to parents um that year round every month is the same tuition when some months have more or less classes and so what i've done is we figure out the tuition for the whole year so if you're just a little tumble tumbler and you do one class a week then I figure out how many classes we're offering in a year, add that Mm -hmm. all together, and then I divide it by 12 payments. Mm. So there might be a month where it's Christmas and we don't have classes for two weeks. Your Mm. tuition is still going to be the same, Mm. but as the month like October that sometimes has five lessons. So um, that's That's how how I do it too. I mean, I I don't really divide out through the year or even have like a year. I don't even have, because some people would start be starting like Mm. in October or whatever, but I just, if anybody says, well, how come, um, you know, I only got three classes this month because you took a break or something like that, then I'll say, well, last month you got five classes, Yeah, you know, so it it works out through the year. Now, if we do take an extended break, um, like over uh, the summer, we actually plan to go through the whole summer, um, but 
we couldn't, we were okay. exhausted. Um, <clears throat> so then what we did was we just extended it a little bit. We just kind of said like, everybody's getting too free, you know, like you're, instead of paying on this date, you'll pay on this date. So you got, mm. we're, we're not, we're not going to include those two weeks. We do okay. that if it's like a really extended time. Okay. But yeah, there um, are definitely ways to work around ways it. To get around it. I think the main thing is, so when you said people being, so let me kind of go to another passion point. You know, when you talked about studio owners being afraid to how to market this to parents. Okay. I'm going to go back to the key points that I brought up in the other podcast. Mm -hmm. If you missed it, go back and watch it. And also, um, get the parents love languages guide which there there is a uh, there is a um, link to to get that it's free it's it's only seven pages but it's a great read yeah. so so basically um being afraid to market to parents is not understanding what's important to parents i mean i think this is where studio owners kind of shoot themselves in the foot sometimes we have to know that what we offer is of value we already know that okay so I build confident kids through dance, but I'm also about building confident studio owners, mm -hmm. you know, through understanding what is the value of what we offer. When you know you have something that a parent needs for their child to succeed in life, I'm not scared. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm not scared to go to a person and say, look, I, I believe in my product. Um, it, here's how much it costs. Um, and, you know, it, it's not comparable. Um, also, I think before we got on, we were chatting a little bit about the different components. You know, here's another important thing. You don't want the parents to, or at least the way I do my thing, they don't know how much the classes cost. Like it never says, you know, for example, my silver membership is $97 a month. Okay. So I was charging, I think 58 or something for like, you know, um, uh, well, it wasn't 58, but I was charging for the whole semester, but it worked out to be about $58 a month. You, you know, like if you factor in how many classes they got or whatever, four classes was basically worth $58. So now you're looking at 97, that's almost twice as much. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't say to people, okay, in this package, you get four classes, which are w worth $58. And then you get, um, tickets to a recital, which is worth $60. And then you get a camp, which is worth $325. And then you get a this, and then it's divided by 12. And then that's what you got, you know, because why, mm -hmm. um, you know, why, if I go to, if I go to Hawaii for a package, like, you know, with the airfare and the hotel and the lay and the, you know, all that stuff, they don't say, oh, that lay was $12. But if you don't want the lay, We'll, we'll take, take $12. $12 off your package? No. Right. Or even on a more basic level, you don't go to a restaurant and they say, well, the, print, you know, the ketchup was a dollar. <laughs> right. I mean, it, this is what it is. Yeah. Yes, and exactly. And we need to break out of that old school. And it's funny because we're the older ladies. We're the ones who remember dancing, going to our dance studios in the 70s and the 80s, right? And it was the old school model. And we're the ones who are like, change with the times, girls. <laughs> right. Well, and I want to say something to that, too, because um, people are always asking me, how did I create the after school program? How did I create the membership program? Um, and I work with studio owners and help them create packages in their studios. And people will say, but I don't want to do an after school program because X, Y, Z, or it's not possible for me, or I don't have space for it or whatever. It's not about a program. It's about a mindset. Mm -hmm. The mindset is out of the box thinking. Yep. Now here's the thing. 
we and and I think that was the top the title of the last podcast choreographing your business. Mm-hmm. We are creative people running businesses and we're trying to run our businesses like like from the other side of the brain, right? No, let's be creative. Like if think outside the box, like how many different ways can you take something that is a value to your client, which is the parent, and take what you do, which is teach dance, music, art, whatever, whatever you're doing in your studio, and how can you blend those two together and create mm-hmm. something that somebody would pay almost anything for. Yeah. Now, when I created my after school program, this was the light bulb moment for me. I, I talked about this on the last podcast. Is it okay if I go here? Yeah, uh, yeah, you can touch it, but let's do a whole separate after school. Okay, program. oh, okay. So, you know, basically, you know, the light bulb moment for me with the, with the after school program was when an idea that I had been thinking about for nine years mm-hmm. and I was interviewing a parent and they said, I'd pay almost anything for that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's gold. Yep. Jackpot. Like that, that's the, that's the pain point. You know, when a parent says I will pay almost anything for that, then you've hit the pain point. And, and I think that's, that's really important because as dance studio owners, a lot of times, um, studio owners will think what the parents want is excellent training Mm -hmm. and not all parents want that. Now I'm not saying don't give it. Right. I'm saying give it, but also um, really know what they what they really want. Right. I mean, I look at my student body and the majority of my dancers will not go on to become professionals. Right. The majority of my musicians will not be professional musicians. Same in acro gymnastics. They're not going to the Olympics or Cirque du Soleil. Right. But what do, what do my kids, what do the kids and the parents want? They want... Um, they want their kids to be in a safe place after school off the screens, right? They right. want their kids to be um, in a place that they are feel important and valued and heard. And they're not, you know, alone. They want peers. They want interaction. They want to grow. And the parents want to be able to come and see a performance, whether it's a casual Halloween show or a more formal studio thing. And they want to see their kid thriving. Right. They want to get they want to pull up to the studio. The kid jumps in the car and they want to hear the kid is happy that that it was times well spent. Now, on in my program, on top of that, we also want to deliver really qual and all all of us want to deliver quality training. But I want to deliver a package that would um, take a, a dancer to a college dance audition with a good foundation yes you know I mean? or or become the president of a startup you know like like Absolutely. i had a young lady and this is we we did have competition at one point in my studio and she was one of my competition dancers then she came to work for me you know we developed a relationship over the years she's now she's now making more money than i am and she's not even 30 yet wow. and she's running an international startup because and she credits me you know, she says, because everything I learned in the dance studio, mm-hmm. I was able to take that into life and become yeah. a successful person. Right. And so our marketing needs to be talking about that. And yes. I, when I, every once in a while, I'll scroll through my own fa- um, Facebook page, my studio Facebook page to just kind of look at it from the perception of a parent mm-hmm. and not, you know, because when you're making your own posts, you kind of you get lost in the muck of it. But sometimes I'll try to step on the other side and just look at it as objectively as I can. And I hardly ever say things like, your child 
will learn to do triple pirouettes here. Right, right. Let me correct. I would never say that. (laughs) No, I would never say that either. And that's what that parent's love language guide is all about. Like I actually included specific emails, specific uh, text off of my website. I went through my whole website and I, and I built benefits into every single description of like the various different programs we offer. Like, what is the benefit of it? Not what are the features, like not what time mm-hmm. of day is it? Or like even even that much about dance. But how is your kid going to walk away from this? How is this going to strengthen your kid's confidence, resilience and life skills? You know, I wanted to touch on a thing you said a while ago about the becoming the professional dancers and whatnot, because this was another light bulb for me with with studio owners. When I first started out working with studio owners and helping them to bring this type of profitability into their studios, I was talking with a studio owner. Uh, I think she's in Virginia. At very small town, you know, as a lot of people are. And um, I asked her, you know, what I asked her what her problem was in her studio. And she said, I maxed out on how many kids I can get in my little town hmm. of whatever Virginia. Um, to, you know, we're just maxed out. Everybody who wants to do dance is already doing dance, which, okay, you don't know that, but okay. Uh, let me accept that as, as the truth. Then I said, well, what are you most proud of in your studio? She said that, that my kids have gone on to become Rockettes. And I was like, okay, so that's great. But there was a disconnect for me because I'm like, if, are you going to, are you trying to find more kids that, that are going to be Rockettes? Because if you are, you are limiting mm-hmm. your, your, your pool. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for any child anywhere who could benefit from being in, a, like you said, from being in a dance studio, from being in a safe environment, from being part of a, a you know, a nurturing thing, from getting on stage, making mistakes, mm-hmm. having success. If you're looking for any kid like that, it's unlimited. Just go to any elementary school, start pulling them off to the, the, the yard, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. But I also don't want to discourage uh, especially young studio owners who are super passionate oh, about yes, dance, yes. you can still offer oh, a sure. really high quality program. You just need to understand that there, that recreational element is super important and it's a feeder into your more serious right. program. You want to groom people into that program. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing about competition um, studios and, and that kind of thing is like a lot of people complain about the whole diva elements and like all the problems with the competition. Yeah. Kids. If those are your kids that you groomed mm-hmm. from, from then you're not going to have those problems, yeah. you know, cause you've already trained them in the studio value. Right. So you're going to, you're not only going to have the excellence, you know, the success, the kids going on to, mm-hmm. you know, the high end careers or whatever, but you're going to have people who are nice. Yeah. And one of the things that I've um, learned over the years is 90% of my marketing is to the three to seven year old. And, you know, every once in a while, and I and I do put posts on Facebook and send emails and stuff that highlight and brag about my older dancers. But it's not a and not as not as much of a sales pitch like, hey, bring your 12 year old to me. From, yeah. who's dancing at another studio. I don't want studio hoppers. What yeah. I want to do is I want to bring kids in when they're young and grow them. Because if you mm-hmm. look at my brochure and you see how much it costs per month to do what one of my 12-year-olds is doing, that would make a parent close the book and walk away. Mm-hmm. But when they start at three and it's maybe $75 a month and then they see the show and they see the big girls and they're like, oh, 
Wow. And then they're five and the kid still likes it. And then we just ease them in, ease them in, ease them in. Then by the time they're in my, you know, dance company, then they've already, like you said, I've trained them on their work ethic and their, um, how they behave to one another and, and their, you know, the love factor or whatever. But the parent has eased into that price change and they already know they've seen it's proven what the results are because they've been in that theater twice a year for six years and they've seen what those big girls are doing. Yes, absolutely. So that's that's your best source. Yes. Um, Yeah, you don't want those studio hoppers. No, no, absolutely. They never work out. No, never. (laughs) It never works out. (laughs) Never. All right, so let's wrap up the the whole, um, we were talking about, mem- we've talked about membership, we've talked about the benefits of the opt-out because we're not right. banging the drum all the time. Right, right. And then um, packages, for you, you, your kids are mostly doing rec classes, so that's pretty right. easy to figure out. For right. me, because we have the um, you know more serious dance training program, we um, we can still do packages, and we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm inspired by you to take that to the next level. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, my Ruby group, which is a level, instead of calling them level one, I call them Rubies. Right. Um, like they could have their five hours a week plus their DVD plus their recital tickets right. plus their costume right. package. Oh, I, I don't know if we talked about this on the recording, but um, another way you can kind of package something if you're kind of easing into this yes. is with your costume concept. Yes. Um, I hear a lot of studio owners in the message board saying, how much do you upcharge a costume? Well, I, I think the right way to look at it is what is your costume experience? The, what What is the experience that you're offering your customers? So what we do is we charge like $200 for the costume experience. And that for the older dancers might include um, two actual costumes that they go home with. And for the younger dancers, it um, will might include one costume that they go home with, but they get, it includes, I have a costume manager and she is on salary and her whole job is costumes all year long. So she has to be paid. It's not like my only expense is that $35 costume. Right. That's why people don't, that's why you don't want to tell parents this costs this and this costs that because I, again, let's go back to the restaurant analogy. Mm -hmm. If you go in the restaurant, I was, I was horrified. Like I, I switched my diet and I started eating much cleaner and I went in a restaurant. And I was like, I'm not going to eat the potatoes. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that. And I ended up with like um, some vegetable and a piece of chicken. Right. Mm-hmm. And I paid like, thir- you know, $35, whatever, whatever. And I was looking at, it, I was going, I'm paying $35 for like a chicken leg and a, and a piece of broccoli, you know? <laughs> so, right. So I was like, maybe I should start cooking at home. But, 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 but the, but the thing is that like, there's somebody cooking that food. Mm -hmm. There's, there's somebody cleaning the table. They're not, they're not charging you based on the a la carte, you know, cost of the food. Um, They would never be able to stay in business. And you understood that you understood that because you're a business owner. Someone else would have been like, you know, let's talk about this bill to the waitress, but you understand it because you're a business owner. Right. And that's the way we need to approach parents too. If we approach parents with like, well, the costume is this and the glass is that, then they're going to go like, well, I don't, I don't want to be in the recitals. So can you deduct all that from my thing? No, that's part of your child's experience. I have curated and, and, you know, I've curated an experience for your child. And this is another thing I do when people first start in the membership program. You know, I know a lot of people have like nurture sequences and whatever. And my nurture sequence is all about 
the benefits to your kid. How is your kid going to grow? You know, and so so there's an expectation. The recital is part of it. The performing is part of it. That like wearing a fancy costume and being a different person is part of it. Um, the teacher, you know, um, teaching you how to take turns when you're standing in line. That's part of it. That's priceless. If, if I was to tell a parent, I'm going to teach your child to share, they'd be like, I'll give you a couple thousand dollars to do that, right? <laughs> I'm saving your kid from therapy, okay? Right, right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? <laughs> so the other thing, so back to the costume thing, a studio owner might be asking, well, how do you add value to your costume package what really is it besides just they're getting a costume yeah. well the kids get measured they yeah. there's a special like selection process like picking costumes for dances is not arbitrary yeah you know, like so specially selected costume for your child we do a costume parade where the kids come in and they get to um it, it, some parents think it's an actual parade through the town. It's basically they parade in the studio. The, yeah, we do. Yeah. So that the directors can see like, oh, that that headpiece needs to go this way. Oh, that's right. not going to work. And this, oh, who she needs alterations. And we have um, moms who sew mm -hmm. at the costume parade and we will do the alterations for free. Right. And usually right. they're minimal, if anything. Right. Right. And then if let's say, oh, that would be so cute with little white gloves, but it didn't come with little white gloves, but we have little white gloves in our costume inventory. We're going to add that in and, mm. you know, give it back. So that includes a costume rental for certain accessories. If everyone's in the finale and we want everyone to wear a top hat, we're going to give out top hats. Even if I have to go out and buy a hundred top hats for this show, I'll right. get them back. But that's part of the whole costume experience. So we want to make sure we're adding value right um and in to kind of and not, not itemize it not itemize it but definitely provide value and don't say this is your costume this is how much the costume costs right you say this is the fee for the costume experiencers or right. this right. or whatever right and not to and not to forget or downgrade just the love and confidence that we give the kid when we put them in the costume and everybody goes like, oh, you look so great. You know, yes. I mean, that is part of the whole thing. Like you, you're the parent could go online and buy the costume and the kid could take it home and walk around the house and have the parents admiring them, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but like here you are with a nut with your peers, you know, all standing, looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, we can um, send pictures. We usually send pictures to the parents of the kid in the costume, you know, yeah, that's um, great. you know, you so can there's even like a whole, it's, it's like, it's, it's the whole part. It's being part of the whole group, mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, think about like when you kid again, we have to like start looking to other industries to yes. see like if your kid joins softball, mm -hmm. you know, there's a uniform. Mm -hmm. They don't say, do you want to buy the uniform? Right. And the, and you can't just go, show up with a different color pants because yeah. your older brother was on a different team. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> well, that's what we have. So I love this. I love this. The last thing I want to mention about this whole concept is... When you're selling um, the package idea to parents, uh, and I love what you said about you've curated this program. Yeah. Um, I tell parents also, you know, we have we're dance educators, and I, I love that you said we're not dance. We are educators. Yeah. We are educating like the entire child. Yeah. And when you sign your child up for kindergarten, or you know, you move to a new school district and you go sign them up for school, you don't say. 
we're going to take math and reading, but we're not really into science. We tried science last year and it's just, it's science is boring. Yeah, um, yeah. It, the school system presumably knows what your child needs to get them through kindergarten from kindergarten to 12th grade. Right. Mm. So again, same thing in college, there's a course description, like in order to get the degree in nursing, you need to take all these classes. So we as dance educators know what it takes to create a well rounded and diverse dancer. So what we and what we know that is um, age appropriate and developmentally um, appropriate is, you know, 45 minutes a week for a three and four year old, maybe add five minutes to 50 minutes when you're five and six, maybe you go to an hour and a half when you're seven to nine, maybe, you know, by the time, you know, so we know this. So we need the parent to trust us mm -hmm. and basically sign up for the program and go along the river. Mm -hmm. And I really take exception. There's a couple of studios in our area who have positioned themselves kind of to market the opposite perspective, which is fine with me. Mm. Fine. Don't, tr you know, I like it when people don't try to be me who are in my <laughs> yeah, direct, who are in my direct, com you know, competitive yeah. area. Don't try to be me, do something different, succeed at your own thing. But I believe in my way so strongly that your success over here doesn't even bother me, but their whole shtick is your dance studio doesn't own you and you can choose your own course of study. And if you only want to take tap, you can you only have to take tap. Don't let your studio boss you around. Right. Well, okay, that's fine, but you're not going to get the same results as that's, that's like taking um, an a la carte, you know, approach, and you're not going to get the same result as if you enroll in a program that actually is proven, you know, and yes, and I don't think parents really want that, you know, and I always tell parents and I don't I don't feel at all shy by saying I'm a dance educator and I'm going to create this experience for your child because um, I tell parents, you know, one three year old. I've known 10,000 three year olds. Yeah, that's you know? and, and I actually feel myself as an advocate or as a partner with the parent. I mean, I have a parent came in and their kid kind of stood there a little bit and then did a little and then stood a little. And she said, is my kid normal? And I go, yeah, they're three. Uh, yeah. She said, really? They're normal? I said, mm -hmm. yeah, really. Mm -hmm. And you probably have five stories you could tell about the little three-year-old who didn't dance for five weeks and then she ended exactly. up graduating and going to college for exactly. dance. Exactly. So I think parents really want us to stand in our value, to, to, yeah. to be who we are, to be um, advocates for mm -hmm. kids and to, as you said, create an experience that's going to create success for their child, whatever that looks like, whether it's that child going on to be a rocket or whether that's the child going on to be the head of, you know, an international startup or whether they're going to become a loving mom mm -hmm. or whatever they're going to do. But we, we are the ones who are planting the seeds and uh, I, I'm not, I'm not shy about it. Yeah. And I'm not shy about charging what it's worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some people are going to say it's not for me. This studio is not for me. It's too, the price point is out of my reach or something. And that's okay because there are other options in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. This was wonderful. You're welcome. We're going to close this one out and then we're going to record the part two, which is going to be all about um, after school programs, which okay, is great. something that I'm super excited to talk okay, about. Okay, great. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.